Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans. Welcome to episode 192 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler, back after a couple weeks off. Uh, usually get a little bit of the crud after Rugby Town 7's last two weeks were no different. Uh, hit me pretty hard, but I'm back, feeling good. I've got a good show for everybody today, so let's jump in. Uh, go ahead and start talking about the Rugby Town 7's recap and the breakdown. Um, the 2023 Rugby Town Sevens is in the books, as, as you're probably well aware by now, ended a couple weeks ago. And I think it was probably the most competitive version of the tournament has ever been played. And it was really fun to be a part of. It was fun to watch. A lot of good games everywhere you looked. Uh, there really wasn't like a true weakest link in this one, I felt like. I felt like everybody was pretty competitive. Um, and in years past, there's always been a couple of teams that really don't pull their weight. Uh, so it was fun to watch. I'll go ahead and give you kind of the, you know, the breakdown of who won what. Uh, so USA U23s defeated NAV 7s in the cup final. First time USA Rugby, a USA Rugby entered team has won um, since 2014, I believe. And that was the USA Falcons team that had Perry Baker, Madison Hughes. Uh, so good to see them bounce back and win it, especially after last year uh, losing in the cup final to the Ramblin' Jesters. Uh, so you could tell they've been building, uh, they've been getting a lot better and finally finished the job, which is cool to see. Um, Ramon Jesters in the third place match defeated Tsunami Barbarians and the plate final. So Cal Griffins defeated Tel Aviv Heat um, in the bowl final. Wild Dogs defeated Speranza 22 and in the plate final, Team Germany defeated Gorilla Rugby. So kind of some weird weather. It was really rainy on the Friday um, and it ended with some rain on Sunday, but it was great. We'll have more on the tournament a little bit later on, too, so keep listening for that. Change gears here, talk about USA Rugby and Lene Latu, of course, as I, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago. This is the Lene Latu portion of the show, it seems. Um, but Lene is in Salt Lake City with the Eagles as they get ready to take on Stade Toulousan uh, from France. And I hope Lene gets to make his Eagles debut this week. Uh, I'm going to have it on watching it while i got some college football rolling, too. So something to keep your eye on. Uh, and that will be what's a good transition. All the rugby you could watch this weekend uh, because USA Rugby will be taking on Stade Toulouse on Saturday, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. You can catch that on the Rugby Network. 
Um, and of course, we got Rugby World Cup going on. We're entering the second week of that. Um, so you can catch uh, New Zealand and um, Namibia uh, tomorrow at 1 p.m. Mountain Time. That's Friday. On Saturday at 7 a.m., you catch Samoa taking on Chile. On Saturday at 9.45 a.m., catch Wales taking on Portugal. On Saturday at 1 p.m., you can catch Ireland taking on Tonga. On Sunday at 7 a.m., we got South Africa taking on Romania. On um, Sunday at 9.45 a.m., this is an interesting one. You got Australia and Fiji. Um, then to round out the weekend, you got England taking on Japan, which could be a good one as well. That's on Sunday at 1 p.m. So you can watch the entire tournament on Peacock. Uh, we've been watching it around here. It's been really inter interesting, entertaining so far. Uh, so looking forward to see how it continues to shake out as we keep it moving. That does it for all the rugby you can watch this weekend. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into the interview portion of the show. The interview is brought to you by the United States Coast Guard. Uh, in the U.S. Coast Guard, you'll get benefits like health care, paid time off, and a competitive salary, tuition assistance, and more. To learn more, contact your local recruiter or apply now at gocoastguard.com. This is an interview with Ethan Pounier. Uh, it's a good one. It's great catching up with a friend of the program. Ethan's been on a couple of times now. Um, he's been on the USA U23 staff for the last six years and coming off their first Rugby Town Sevens Cup title. I thought, you know, there'd be no better of a time to have him on. Chat a little bit about Rugby Town, uh, work he's been doing with USA U23s, and then he, of course, runs Rebel Rugby Academy, which has a hub here in Denver and in Iowa as well. Uh, on top of that, doing a lot of stuff with Premier Rugby Sevens. Uh, I was assistant coach for the New York Locals this last year um, and had his hands in the first season as well. Uh, so interesting guy, has his thumb on the on the beat of sevens here in the United States. Um, it was a really good chat with him. So with that introduction, let's go ahead and kick it to my conversation with USA U23 analyst, Ethan Pounier. All right, please welcome back to the show, uh, Ethan Pounier, 2023 Rugby Town Sevens Cup champion. Ethan, how's it going, man? Yeah, good, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, Rugby Town always kicks my ass a little bit, so uh, caught the crud last couple of weeks, but I feel a lot better now. And I'm ready Good. to get into the episode. So I know I kept you waiting a little <laughs> bit long. It wasn't my intention, um, but I had, to, I had to get a little rest. Yeah, all good there. I mean, those those rugby weeks, they're pretty exhausting, you know, regardless of what side of the ball you're on. So, you know, it's always nice to sometimes disconnect and then kind of review before you have, you know, some of the, the constructive talks afterwards. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, and you know, you know full well. Uh, you had a busy summer. Uh, just kind of wonder if you take me through your summer before we jump into some rugby town stuff. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, definitely a busy summer, probably the busiest that I've had. So, um, you know, it was, it was nice to come out with a couple of wins to, you know, show some credit for it. So, you have, you know, back in May, you know, kind of to start that summer, you know, we were finishing off the, the Regis season. So, you know, the, you know, Regis Jesuit Raiders, they, uh, we won the state championship here in Colorado over East, um, ended up finishing seventh overall at high school nationals in Elkhart, Indiana. And then from there, it was really, um, you know, about a 10-day gap until we took uh, the Rebels down to, um, you know, the Bloodfest 7. So, you know, we took four teams down there. Two of those were, um, you know, development teams that we're working with, um, you know, around the country and in Iowa, um, which which was awesome. So, you know, three of those four teams played in the uh, elite division and finished first, second, and third. So that was, you know, successful. And, um, you know, they did well in Salt Lake as well, which was, what, about a month after that. And, you know, in between those two had two legs of the PR7. So um, it was it was a busy summer cap, capped off at uh, Rugby Town. 
Yeah, no kidding. That is a busy summer. Speaking of rugby town, uh, working with the USA U23s as an analyst, how many years have you been involved helping out the U23s now? Let's see. I think my my first year with them was 2017, um, you know, with uh, Steve uh, Lewis and Josh Macy. Um, and then, yeah, I was lucky to, you know, kind of survive to the, the, the second coaching staff with, with the guys I'm with now. So, um, yeah, it's been six or seven years now. Yeah, geez, that, that seems way longer. I mean, time's flying. So uh, that's just kind of how it goes, I guess. But um, how close have you been to winning? I know you've been involved in Rugby Town Sevens for, for quite a while now. I've uh, knocked on the door a couple times, including last year in 2022, uh, lost in the final. So how many times, you know, have you been in the mix? Yeah, so, um, you know, prior to this year, had had been in the finals, you know, four times, twice with, uh, you know, the USA crew, and then twice when uh, when I was with Glendale. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, one one for five and or one for four in that, so. Um, it was, it was finally nice to cap off a win and it was, it was funny. Some of the guys after, you know, Chevy and, and Orrin Bitzer, you know, they came up after and, you know, we're kind of celebrating the fact that, you know, this, this coaching staff finally got one. Mm -hmm. How good did it feel like to get across the finish line? Oh, it was, it was, it was absolutely amazing. Right. You know, this, this crew's been putting in an insane body of work over, um, you know, the last several years. Right. And, you know, my first interaction with some of these guys was, was in 2018 down in Chula Vista and, you know, luckily got to coach a bunch of them again the following year in 2019 for for high school Can-Ams. And then just to see them kind of progress through and, you know, achieve the goals that they have and, you know, just watch the, you know, maturity and development, you know, over the last couple of years was was awesome to see. And just, you know, the joy on their faces when they won was, um, you know, second to none. Definitely. And, and this year, it seemed like throughout the entire tournament, USA U23 is head and shoulders, the best team on the field. Uh, last year, I feel like it kind of took a little bit of people by surprise, maybe, how hot they played. Um, and this year just was, you know, from start to finish, I think, easy favorites, uh, which is saying a lot because I feel like, you know, in terms of, of the Rugby Town Sevens, this was one of the stronger years across the board. There was really no, you know, weak links. I feel like every everyone had their own uh, unique skill sets and challenges and, you know, interesting facts about their team that they brought to the table. Uh, so for the USA U23s to, to go through this tournament and win it, I think says a lot. And this this era of, you know, young sevens players is super interesting to me. I feel like there's a lot to be excited about, you know, as they continue to move through the ranks. Yeah, de definitely right. It's, it's you know, the, the tournament this year was, was awesome. Um, you know, a lot of heavy hitters with a lot of different teams, right? There's the international talent and, you know, Eagles and, and past Eagles littered, you know, across all the rosters. So, um, like you said, no, no easy games, but you know, that's, that's why we're all there is to have that kind of competition and it's, it's sweet having it at home too. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and I know we've already talked about you being on the staff for, for a while now. Um, so to win back to back coaches of the tournament, uh, in these last two seasons, that's, that's gotta feel nice for you to have seen, you know, a bunch of different points of, of, you know, this team. Um, to find, you know, to win back-to-back -back coaches of the tournament, that's got to feel good, right? Yeah, it's it's been awesome, right? You know, we definitely appreciate, you know, the the recognition into the work that's you know gone into this project. So, um, yeah, we, we we love to see that, and and it's good, and um, yeah, it makes it it definitely helps make it worthwhile. Yeah, definitely, and I know uh, you brought up the Rebels already. I wanted to ask you a little bit about that also. So uh, you mentioned a couple of the tournaments, but just kind of on the Rebel side of things, how did it go? Um, and kind of what's on the horizon for you as you move into 2024? 
Yeah, definitely. So, you know, for, for the Rebels over the last three years, we've, we've come one tournament short of the Triple Crown every year, whether it's been, you know, losing in the finals at NAI or Tropical. And, you know, that's kind of the, the repeat again this year. So, um, you know, we lost in the finals of Tropical Sevens to the eventual champions, uh, Rontaronga from uh, New Zealand, who are, you know, amazingly sharp side. And, you know, it's awesome for our boys to get the experience in playing them. So, you know, that's that's kind of a goofy one, you know, throughout the course of the year, just because it's over Easter break and mm-hmm. uh, availability for kids is probably about a third of the size of, of what it would be if it was, you know, during the summer, just with kids being regular. So, um, you know, it was good there. Our open side in that tournament lost in, in the finals to um, Pioneer Sevens, you know, out of Utah, which is a very sharp outfit. So, um, you know, they definitely had some some early season testing there. Um, and then obviously we, we shift our focus over in June, um, to, to the blood fest seven. So, you know, like we said, we, we took a whole bunch of guys down there, finished first, second and third. Um, and then, you know, after that event, you know, we, we felt, you know, confident enough to, to finally add that second U18 elite team. So we took four teams to, um, to Salt Lake, um, our U18 opens, they lost in the finals, I think six teams placed, uh, fifth or sixth. Um, and then, you know, our U18, our second U18 elite team finished uh, fourth. And then obviously we won it in overtime um, against Next Phase Rugby, which, you know, they have that college recruiting app and they did some some sharp things in that tournament. So it was it was a good year all around for for the academy and we're growing, you know, in a sustainable rate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, what's next is, you know, we're going to continue to try to develop in the hubs that we're, we're in, um, you know, obviously Denver, um, you know, Dallas, Des Moines have, have kind of been the consistent three, but looking to continue to expand in the Midwest. So hopefully getting some stuff running in Indianapolis. And then with uh, Brad Dufek being back in Wisconsin um, and running that U- Madison United facility, you know, we'd like to get something uh, going up there on a more regular basis. Definitely. I feel like I've asked you about this before, but uh, what's kind of the strategy behind like attacking the Midwest? Is it just because rugby is pretty coastal in this country and there's a lot of opportunities for people on both coasts and, and the Midwest kind of gets overlooked a little bit. Is that kind of the thinking behind it? You know, yeah, I, I definitely think so. And it's, it's, you know, the, the, the player pool that we've, um, you know, kind of started to absorb over the last couple of years has been, you know, in the Midwest, right. And, and having, um, you know, guys who, who come from the Midwest and are now back there, just, you know, their identification processes in their area. Right. And you look at the amount of ground that, you know, these guys can cover, you know, as a six hour drive in the Midwest, you know, puts you in some, some cities right where you know you look at denver you know mm. we're, we're you know 10 hours from kansas city we're you know eight nine hours from from salt lake so um for us it's just a, an area where um you know we have people there they're you know doing a good job of identifying this talent and then um you know the, i think the people in the area are seeing the value on sending their kids to us for you know that that high performance development definitely uh and and you've been at it for a while now so just kind of wondering you know, what are, who are some names we should keep our eye on? Who's doing some big things? Who are you excited about? Yeah, definitely. So I remember last time we, we spoke was, uh, it's probably about two years ago, but Arno yeah. Agassi was that popped up on, on that list, a Colorado kid. Um, he absolutely, you know, tore it up over the last year. He's headed to central Washington. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how he does in college. Um, he got his invite to try out for the U18 world school sevens roster. So, um, you know, obviously he's, he's got, uh, um, you know, opportunity to crack it there. So, um, you know, another couple, you know, guys, um, you know, Gavin Olson, who was, you know, the leading try scorer at the NAIs, 
he's at Iowa central right now. I'm curious to see, you know, how he develops over the next couple of years. And then um, some of the younger guys who have been with us since, you know, they were freshmen and now seniors, you know, post COVID um, you know, Finlay Mitchell, Jake Schumacher out of Charlotte and then Zach Mahan um, fly half props for us in sevens out of Valor Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's, he's the real deal. So, you know, still growing and still maturing too. So um, I think he'll be another one to, to look out for in a U.S. Jersey here in the next couple of years. Very nice. Kind of piggyback off the last question I asked it. And maybe it's not even a question, just a comment, but it's crazy the amount of talent in Iowa. Like when oh, I remember sure. when you first had said that you, you were, you know, starting up a hub in Iowa, kind of scratch your head a little bit because I feel like it would be the last place maybe in the country that you'd pick good rugby players out of. But the more, you know, over these last few years, I've really kind of had my eyes open to how many good players come out of Iowa. Yeah, definitely, right? They're they're big, they're strong, they're physical, um, you know, re- respectful people. So, you know, we've, we've really enjoyed working with, with the Iowa guys. And, um, yeah, I think their body of work speaks for themselves. And, you know, they're they're – producing guys on the 15 side and um you know i think you'll start seeing more and just the overall development and skill within um you know the state as far as sevens right it's all they play so mm-hmm. uh, it translates well for for them coming into to our environment and then when they go back you know since we have so many of them on a regular basis you know the overall skill level across the state has has definitely gone up you know it, it's not just one or two teams competing anymore you, you kind of that whole um you know, 5A that they, that they run out there is it's, it's getting better. So um, yeah, I'm interested to see, you know, how they end up here in the next five and 10 years, but um, I like what they're doing. Definitely. Uh, Ethan, I want to ask you a couple questions about uh, premier rugby sevens before I let you go. I really do appreciate your time. So we'll squeeze in a couple yeah, more definitely. here. Yeah. So you're coaching with the uh, New York locals this year, correct? Um, yes, sir. Just kind of, you know, you've been involved for the, you know, the entirety of the existence of PR sevens, right? You've been involved all three seasons. So I, I did not coach um, last summer. Sarah okay. and I had our wedding. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and they, they kind of shrunk the competition. So first first year, Tui uh, and I were with the team. And then, um, you know, they didn't have that team last year. And yeah. then we're technically, I guess, traded to the New York franchise and then just took over operations there. Okay. Um, but as, you know, this is getting bigger and getting more eyes and it's creating a lot more opportunities I'm just kind of curious, you're very involved in sevens as a whole. How is this competition, like, changing the way that sevens kind of happens in this country? I don't know if that's a, the best question I could ask, but just kind of get your opinion on, on what it's doing to the sevens game in this country. Yeah, definitely. So um, it, it's definitely an increased, you know, competition, right? And so you look at the opportunities that these guys, you know, men's players have throughout the course of the year to, you know, have an opportunity to showcase is, you know, you kind of start off at New Year's at Freetail Sevens, which, you know, it's kind of back and forth, right? A couple good teams, a couple teams that just want to be there for, you know, the social component, mm-hmm. um, you know, have tournaments like Rugby Town, but providing a platform that's five events, um, you know, it, it just expands that player pool for, um you know, the USA guys to take a look at players. And, you know, you look at our U23s roster, um, you know, anybody that was pro eligible played in it and there was, you know, seven or eight guys. So, um, you know, the competition that they had, right. The film that they had on them, um, you know, just, just as able to showcase what they're part of, but, you know, it was, it was a fun summer. Uh, mm-hmm. It was, it was good travel. Um, you know, unfortunately we kind of came up short in, um, you know, that semifinal to the headliners, but um yeah, it was it was a blast all around. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how, how it goes and how it develops and, you know, their vision. But if, if you look at the rugby on the field, 
um, you know, Owen sent out an email yesterday that had some of the statistics and, um, you know, majority of games came down to, you know, one score and, you know, if not on the final play. So it's, it's exciting. And that's what is going to help the game develop in America, right? When people watch it and it's, you know, it's not a blowout like you're seeing in 15s, but you know, it's Mm -hmm. back and forth and three or four lead changes, you know, that's, that's what's awesome about it. Yeah. It's exciting too. And I know, uh, I talked to Sean Clark back at the beginning of the summer before things really got going. Um, and, and especially for a guy like Sean, who's still, you know, relatively new to the sport, it's only been playing for a couple of years. The way that he kind of described, you know, how the value that he sees in it is just, it's a more opportunity to play, you know, high level rugby that he won't get elsewhere. Um, and for guys like that, that are just learning on the fly that, you know, need to just play. Uh, there's nothing else like it. So that's kind of an interesting aspect, too. And he's a guy that's taken advantage of it also. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, how would you enjoy watching it? You know, obviously, yeah, um, you know, having a keen rugby eye. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I know this is like a good example I'll give. And I'm sure this is something that you've heard before. But last summer, uh, I was at a bachelor party during one of the weekends. I don't remember which one, but uh, everyone's sitting around, you know how it is. Everyone's kind of licking their wounds the, the day after, like the first night. So we had like 12 guys in a, in a big house and the TV had Fubo, I think what it was. And, uh, we're just kind of, you know, doing nothing, watching golf. And I was like, Hey, let's throw this on. It's pretty interesting. It's like the second year of this thing threw it on. There was no rugby people there except me. Um, and everybody immediately was just into it. Like everyone's all like, Oh man, like, it's cool to like see guys like Lance Williams where they can watch him and be like, this guy's huge. It's crazy. He can move like this. And so it's fun to be able, you know, oh, this guy's the leading tackler for the University of Hawaii's football program. Um, and like you said, it's exciting. It wasn't, it wasn't boring for them to watch. Like maybe a 15s match would be a lot of lead changes. Um, so I, I really like it in that sense where, you know, sevens is just like that, where you can throw it on to anybody if they're familiar with rugby or not and everyone's into it. And I thought that was kind of just like the perfect example of, you know, the power that this competition has and, and could have as it continues to progress as I can get a group of guys that have never seen it before um, and they can watch one half of it and be into it. And that's what we watch the rest of the weekend. So uh, I like it in that sense. And um, it's cool to it's cool that there is, as you described, like these tournaments, right, these like marquee tournaments where I know I can go to these tournaments I can turn on these competitions and I can watch people progress throughout the year. Um, and I think that's kind of a unique thing too, is I can watch and say, oh yeah, I've seen Tucker Tricky play before and now you know he's playing with U23s and he's lighting it up and I can kind of see like his growth throughout the year. I think that's kind of an interesting aspect uh, to having this thing added to the middle of the summer also. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, well, Ethan, I think I think that's all the questions I had for you, man. I uh, really enjoyed chatting with you. It's been too long. We need to get you on, be, you know, in between every two years. I, I think that sounds like yeah. a good plan. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, it sounds good to me, man. I love talking rugby and willing to hop on whenever. Yeah, perfect, Ethan. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Yep, awesome, man. I appreciate your uh, your time. All right, hopefully everyone enjoyed that conversation with Ethan Pugne. appreciate Ethan taking some time out of his day to come chat with me for a little bit. Uh, it was fun to hear his perspective on some things in the sevens world. And he's a good guy to talk to because, like I said, he's got his hands in a, in a lot of different pots. Let's go and jump in the required reading portion of the show now. Uh, this week found something on The Athletic that I was interested in called Why Have the U.S. and Canada Not Qualified for the Rugby World Cup? That's by Jacob Whitehead in The Athletic, of course. Um, interesting article. Skimmed through it earlier. 
Uh, it's worth a worth a read if you're you know into rugby like I am. You you know a lot of this stuff, but it's still interesting to see how it's summarized, break down some of the data. Uh, a lot of good quotes in there as well. So we'll link that article in the article that houses this podcast, as well as the description of this podcast. So nice and easy to find. Scroll down, click the link. Uh, hopefully enjoy. Let's go and jump to stat of the week now. Stat of the week. I uh, wanted to share some try data from the Rugby Town Sevens weekend. In total, there were 359 total tries scored over the course of the weekend by 162 different players. Jimmy Taupo of the SoCal Griffins led all try scores with eight on the weekend, um, and five players were right behind him with six total tries. Uh, a lot of points scored. I was going to cross-reference that to the last year, so let me look right live right now. It's not the best radio, but um, we're going to go ahead and find that out. Um, I feel like it's kind of in the same range. It's got to be pretty close. Yeah, it looks like in 2022 there was a total of – Put the Jeopardy theme music over this. It looks like there was a total of dramatic pause for effect. Three hundred and fifty-three tries. So, um, yeah, trying the scoring was increased a little bit. Well, by six tries. Wow, that's pretty narrow. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. Last year, two people, Kaino Lloyd and Michael Adlard, had nine tries apiece. Um, so, and yeah, then second, third place, there was an eight. Aaron Martin scored eight tries. Nick Hardrick scored seven. So a uh, little bit of a, a division in who was scoring them, how many they were scoring, uh, but an increase in six tries this year. So pretty consistent. That's actually interesting to see. Let's go and close the show with the loop. Uh, follow along with everything we got going on at the NVR Rugby on Twitter at the NVR underscore Rugby. Um, kind of slow time of years. The rugby winds down. We got one more event here at Infinity Park. I'm excited about that. Talk a little bit more about that as it gets a little bit closer. Uh, but you know, keep it locked here. This is where we can have some fun and, and mess with some different content and uh, really see if there's any trends in, in the football realm of things. And that's kind of what I like about you know this time of year is looking for that stuff. So. Uh, stick along, stick with us, follow along on Twitter. Um, that kind of does it for the show. So thanks everyone for listening. Hope you had a good week. Hope you have a great weekend. Catch you all back here next Friday.